Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer and brothers comics as the X-Men music fades in. Welcome to the Thursday night comic book chat for brothers comics as we walk through classic X-Men stories, starting in the Proteus saga all the way through the Dark Phoenix saga, through some horrible Kitty Pride episodes and issues. And we have now walked past the anniversary issue of 150, which was a Magneto story last time we were with you. We are now moving into the middle 150s, uh, into the, the Brood saga. Joining me tonight, as always, are my two compatriots. Um, it is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, man, what's going on? What's up, my muties? Man, mutie please, mutie please. Uh, trying to stay out of these mutie streets. All right, <laughs> and also on the line tonight is the Sandman. Say what's up, Sandman. Kanichiwa, comic lovers, we back again. That's right. And we're not sure about Big Hutch. He's been uh, on the milk carton for the last few Thursday comic book chats. We'll see what happens for him tonight. Um, but um, we were talking kind of before, either via text or right before we got started tonight, as we skipped through after issue 150, again, which was the Magneto story. Magneto um, uh, gets all in his feelings and guilty about because he almost killed Pretty Pr- Kitty Pride, only if he had. And... Um, <laughs> the books kind of, you know, kind of have these little solo stories or whatever before coming to where we're going to land tonight, including the worst issue of the X-Men ever, which would be X-Men 153, which is Kitty's Nightmare or Kitty's Fairy Tale, which I'm writing an article yeah. about for the website. Awfulness. Um, but we're <laughs> going to get into The Brood tonight, uh, and I sent you the, the issues, whatever, and the, the, the issues are very wordy, um, very, very dense in content was just saying it was well worth your 60 cents back in 1980, whatever this was. Um, Brother Beavis, what do you remember about these books before you went on your reread? Uh, I remember the the Brood Saga pretty significantly because, you know, it was a pretty obvious call to the Alien movie, which was out in 79. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, some of the scenes, like, uh, we'll get to the stuff that happens with the Colossus. I re- definitely remember, like, the Sidri Hunters and Cyclops and Corsair running or flying away from them out of the tunnel. So different scenes kind of stuck out, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But, yeah, definitely remember this. I remember it being as long as it is, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Did you remember it as long? Yeah, you don't remember it that long, but it was long on the reread, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, like each of the books, but the the thing itself goes on for a long time. Yeah, like this whole story. Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sandman, what do you remember about them before the reread? Uh, yeah, the, the, I do remember there was a lot that went on in these issues, uh, especially this one, the Corsair 
coming to earth and Cyclops was the big, the big drop and finally finding out about his father and uh, the, his backstory. And um, uh, I remember uh, it was unusual to see Storm and Cyclops alone kind of, uh, you know, just uh, talking about stuff together. Cause you don't see that very often because uh, you have the past leader and the current leader. And mm-hmm. as we've seen later, many uh, issues later, they actually end up fighting over the leadership in one of the books. Right. Um, but um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Very dense, as we already uh, went over. Um, yeah. A lot going on in this issue. Yeah, so I'm saying there's character development, there's introductions of new characters, there's uh, world building. Uh, it's just a whole lot going on. Um, and not in a bad way, just like I said, just more like, wow, as as an adult, I don't know if I have the attention to focus on this. I don't know how I did it as a kid. Um, but uh, as we'll get into it, Dave Cockrum, Chris Claremont are our artist and writer on issue 154. It's titled Reunion. And as Sandman was saying, the uh, you'll see Cyclops and Storm in these opening panels here. And the other X-Men are back on Magneto Island, the island that he had raised up for himself. Uh, and then they just kind of took it over after Magneto left. But it opens with Magneto or with Cyclops and Storm playing like a, a a game of handball where they can use their powers or whatnot. Um, probably my biggest thing out of this was when they were done. Cyclops was like, "All right, well, let's hit the showers." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we know how you roll, yeah. Cyclops." <laughs> yeah, had the had the same reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know how you roll, Cyclops. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of back and forth too with them in terms of the leadership once they get done with this, you know, like, well, I'm Cyclops. I'm not sure if I want the leadership back and storms like, well, I think I'm good at it. Or I, you know, I didn't want it at first, but I think I'm good at it. And, but it's going to come up again because professor Xavier is going to constantly defer all leadership um, qualities in the field to Cyclops and uh, storm notices it too. Uh, big time. Uh, so that's yeah. that part of it. Out in space, Corsair is going to make his way to Earth. He's being trapped by or tracked by the Shi'ar um, as he's headed towards Earth. Um, they're looking for him. That was one of my first stop signs. The Shi'ar is always fucking shit up for the X-Men. There's Every never time. really always. a good time that the Shi'ar has done anything good for the X-Men. Can you think of a good when they did something good, Brother Beavis? No. Uh, I mean, and they always was like, oh, you know, we're doing this for the greater good, you know, but yeah, it's whether they have a good leader making bad decisions, bad leaders going crazy. Yeah. They're not, they're not the good guys. No, they're not the friend of the X-Men at all. At all, man. I was like, golly. Um, Except for Xavier, even him trying to smash Lalandra, you know, that's that's it. That's the basis of their whole link. Yeah, he's yeah, he man, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna run. And don't get me started about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna run him in a little bit too, especially on his (laughs) little freaking flying punch that's coming up. (laughs) 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 Terrible man. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so Corsair's being tracked. Like the other X Men are on X Men Island, and of course, there goes my app to not read my book. Come on, are you kidding me? Um, so, uh, ah, shoot, where's my note now? So, yeah, so they're there. Corsair makes it there. And the Sidri, is it the Sidri, right? Yeah, I believe that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, the Sidri are, are wind up making their attack on the, on the X-Mansion looking for Corsair. And they're these kind of, like, I don't know how you would describe them, but they're kind of like these spider-like creatures that are sentient yeah. and they can actually form themselves like Voltron into other things too. Like they're 
crazy powerful individually, and then they can become even more powerful um, when they're together. But the bigger issue here is with the return of Corsair is that he's Cor- – Corsair is Cyclops' daddy, and everybody knows but Cyclops, which is kind of – Literally <laughs> everybody knows, yeah. <laughs> Literally everybody knows. Nobody had too many cocktails one night and was like, hey, man, you know that's your daddy, right? Tell <laughs> <laughs> them the truth. <laughs> no, that never happened. Or somebody of course, there. Little... You are the father. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nobody uh, ever, 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 ever went and told Cyclops that this is his daddy. And so he's going to wind up having to find out in kind of the weirdest way, too, because as he crashes in, he sees the locket that has Alex and his picture in it. And he's like, why do you have this? And, you know, of course, there has to go, you know, and has to confess and tell, even though everybody already knew, including Gene, who died with that secret. Uh, Storm also knew who was racked by guilt or whatever. And uh, I mean, well, not that guilty because everybody knew about it, you know. So in our, I guess in our unpacking of Cyclops, how messed up did you think this made him moving forward? Mm, I don't know. He, he seemed to handle it pretty quickly. I mean, he was mad uh, in the uh, uh, initially, but um, mm-hmm. he seemed to kind of get over it. I guess it was the next issue he kind of kind of uh, accepted Corsair, I think it is. I forget which issue it is. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does have a right to be pissed at pretty much everybody. He kind of unloads right. on Storm a little bit, uh, you know, in the next issue. But uh, it, it kind of comes and goes. So, uh, right. I guess he handled it pretty well. Great. Right. Brother Beavis. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's an initial, like, well, after obviously he gets over being upset, then I think he's pretty excited to have his, his dad back because it's nothing he ever thought about. But then I think as you play it forward a little bit, you know, his dad eventually leaves again and doesn't have a significant right. role in his life. And so, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. at one point you have to believe, like, it's one thing if your dad's not around because he's dead. It's another yeah. if he's not around because he'd rather hang out with Shi'ar. <laughs> yeah, Joe. So. Yeah. Face buckling or whatever the hell you call it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Cho kicking it at the club tonight. Sorry, homie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, brother, chilling space. Do you know how long it talk, took me to teach Mammon Hesbel to suck my dick without trying to feel it first? <laughs> no doubt. That didn't happen overnight. Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, I know. I think, I think you know, if you play the psychological part of this, it, it does play into it too, because Cyclops has abandonment issues, like he does, which is why yeah. he seeks comfort, whether it be in ladies or whether in other distractions or whatever. He seeks these kinds of distractions for himself because he has these abandonment issues. So I just, you know, I kind of thought it was uh, just kind of interesting when they developed that version of Cyclops. I think it does move forward over the 30 plus years of the character. Um, and then the other significant development is, cause this is going to come up a few issues from now is that Carol Danvers, formerly uh, Miss Marvel is without powers and hanging with the X-Men. Uh, Rogue had taken her powers in a, an issue of, I think the Avengers, maybe the Avengers, Avengers number 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, they, yeah and that's she's actually hanging the with them. Yeah, and they're hanging out in a, a little scene there where uh, she doesn't have some of her memories and obviously doesn't have her powers. 
And, you know, Wolverine is telling her the story, like, yeah, we hung out with some dude that you used to be with or whatever. And, you know, Carol's, like, all upset and he couldn't remember it or whatever. And then, you know, he was about – it looked like Wolverine was about to comfort her. You know what I'm talking about, comfort her. And then Kitty, of course, <laughs> cock and phases in. And he's like, yeah, she knows about everything. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, Blast, what is it, Kitty? That was the wrong time to face through a wall <laughs> and the wrong time to do it. Like, I was about to get my groove on. About to show it out at a mania. He's like, now you got it, Scram, kid. Busy. Yeah, Scram. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah, no, go Wolverine. Damn. 13-year-olds, <laughs> always cock-blocking. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, the book, like I said, it, it travels through very, very quickly. Um where Cyclops and, and Storm are fighting with Corsair to fight against the Sidri, and it's really pure comic booky stuff. Now, there's an excellent episode of X-Men, the animated series, that deals with this fairly closely to the bone. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yes, yeah, it, 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 It's very, very close. I mean, they never do the brood with um, the X-Men, the animated series, but they do something very close to this where Cyclops does find out or not find out, but, you know, he has this story with his father where they fight. They did. And they kind of did the brood the with Cody. Cody came back and he was a he oh, was right a he was an alien yeah, right. yeah. That's right. they weren't yeah. a brood they were pretty awful design but right <laughs> it was the same thing they like implanted them all and were trying they were turning in brood right yeah I mean yeah right. so I mean they they did a pretty decent you know version of this I guess but I mean it's pure comic booky stuff as the Sidri and they're flying through the city and attacks and all you know i mean it's really this issue is kind of like a filler episode to set up what's coming um i like the windshield kinda... that adapts to cyclops blast yeah yeah that, yeah. that's yeah. major <laughs> comic bookie. my god yeah well there's that too and there's going to be where he comes up with his psychic glass when they get the death bird as well um or his optic right. glass you know the, probably the other main scene that i remember from this too is uh one he hits his dad with a right cross after he's like, conf- <laughs> yeah, he knocks like, the hell out. Yeah, yeah, That's pretty like, funny. Gonna, what? Are you gonna just leave her there? <laughs> like, yeah, kapow! Of course I'm gonna leave. I expect her to do it too. Yeah. So, uh, which is weird because the callback for that is so funny when they're about to blow everything up. Like he doesn't care like at all. Um, right. But then he's like perfectly okay, like blowing up everything with all the sidri in it. Like it's kind of weird. He was like, "You're gonna leave her back there. She's gonna get killed." Like kapow. And then when it's like, well, we got to blow all these things up, they won't care about anything, and he blows up everything that's there. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, they didn't it, think it, about that. Much. Yeah, yeah the, but the plot of the whole thing is again, of course, something with the Shi'ar. Lelandra has the Imperial Guard at her disposal, who beat the X Men to a bloody pulp on the blue side <laughs> of the moon in one thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yet, for somehow, this witch keep getting captured by motherfuckers too. <laughs> Constantly. Where yes. the Imperial Guard are constantly on vacation in whatever moon of Aruba because she is constantly getting captured and captured by yeah. somebody, moved by somebody, like constantly. Yes, she has yeah. the most powerful whatever in the galaxy and universe, but she keeps getting caught. Like, I ne- I, it just makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, her damn so, family is is beyond off the chain. Between uh, it was uh, uh, Dekin, I think, was the original guy. Yeah, the brother. Uh, back yeah. in the Phoenix days, he ended up getting 
killed trying to obliviate the obliviate whatever the universe and and then death bird which is spoilers coming up uh, 30 year old yeah. spoilers and mm. um and i guess <laughs> what that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, turning this podcast off. They should have seen even alert. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Long story short, her her family is fucked up, and you know, yes, exactly. that's half the damn drama in the CR right there. Everybody trying to take control of the damn throne, I guess. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, uh, Lalandra's crazy too story because like they basically say you know there was something wrong with the Ken and. Deathbird, but have they ever done a yeah you're crazy too story with her? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever seen that one. Yeah, shoot, man. they might have one. Yeah, but Xavier is like once you go Shiar, man, you don't go back. So <laughs> he keep going back to that craziness, like for sure. Every time something happens, I mean, how many times stories are we gonna go through where he winds up staying with Lilandra? I mean, we've yeah. already been through. I think too many, almost two of them already. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Sorry, team. Yeah, like family and all, but yeah, yeah. I need to get my ass, face that off. Ass is nice. That, that ass. Face ass is nice. <laughs> I got to leave y'all. I got to leave y'all, man. Man, man, for my latest friend. Uh, so yeah, so that's one fifty four. Then we get to one fifty five, which has the a, a very memorable cover because it has Peter laid out with us, you know, being impaled by a spear, and you don't really know what happens. And Cyclops is, you know, kind of lean. Oh, they don't have the spear in there, but spoiler alert. And but he's all bloody. Cyclops is distraught to say the least. Um, and then I remember this book and this cover because I think at this time I had maybe converted to like liking Colossus a little bit myself too. I was like, man, Colossus is dead. Like I can't believe they killed Colossus. He didn't drown. I don't like it. he almost did in Murder World. Yeah, exactly. But, right. um, like, right. this looked like he could have, like, really died. And, and like something Brother Beavis has said, like, once this is, what, 17 issues after uh, the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix died, you know, anything is possible at this point. They literally could kill a character and, you know, you wouldn't even know. Or you wouldn't, right. you know, it would seem like a realistic thing that could happen. Um, spoiler alert, it doesn't happen. But <laughs> Cyclops is you know, uh, or excuse me, Colossus is allegedly dead, and that's the, the kind of the teaser for this cover. And then we get back into Cyclops' daddy issues again. Everybody knows, or everybody knew, and he's, again, not the happiest person in the world. Now, it's kind of funny because I, do y'all ever remember any of these stories with Alex and Corsair? Because they never really heal it from, from the, yeah, um, they the brother standpoint. Yeah, it's yeah, always Cyclops. They never really deal with Alex. It's how... If they, well, I haven't read the stories if they are out there. Um, but um, yeah, it's always the Cyclops. Alex is kind of just um, shaded over. They never, <laughs> they never talk about it at all. So, yeah, I can't speak yeah, for like the first, the first sixty or so where he gets introduced toward the tail end. But I know throughout the the regular run of the X Men up until he joins X Factor, I don't think he gets a whole lot of development. Right. Um, I think once Probably he gets true. into X Factor, he does some, but then they they ripped him out, and he was like in some alternate timeline with Mutant X or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, right. Uh, I mean, we can side really quick here. Like, uh, oh, I, I take that back. Was... Actually, he uh, he does he does join the team in like the Sylvester era. Yeah, oh, like, that's right. Well, yeah, that's because he, because oh, Polaris gets taken over by Malice, and he stays that's right. the team. Yeah, him and Wolverine are going at it, kind of, you know, they're pissed at each other every issue for some reason. 
just like Cyclops, ironically, in the early issues. Uh, yeah, I right. do remember that. But they don't also have, like, I was going to say, like, uh, Havoc gets such a short end of a lot of sticks in the sense that, you know, I mean, he's a decent enough character. I mean, the the character design of the costume was awful. But yeah, he's at least a originally. decent enough character. Um, like, I always thought, you know, he, in certain ways, he's a little bit more interesting than Cyclops because he's not rife with all the, the guilt and angst. But, um, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to – I was racking my brain. I was like, I've ever seen a story where Corsair was like, hey, other son, um, <laughs> you know, how are you doing? There's no real attempt to, you know, to build that bridge with, with Havoc as it is with Cyclops. Um, but I don't anyway. think it exists. Yeah. yeah, we get that, you know, in a couple of other issues. We get, or in the previous issue, we get the story about how you know Cyclops did wind up being an orphan, where Dakin kidnapped them and then stabbed her or whatever as the mom and killed her. It's a story that's been retold, um, but now the Shi'ar transport everybody back to their base ship, um, and that means everybody. They take the Blackbird in its entirety with all its occupants, and then they take everybody off of uh, Magneto Island and transport them as well, including Kitty, unfortunately. Um, and there's, there's, there's the stuff that they do with Kitty here in these books. Again, this is again no fault obviously of the character, but I mean it's clearly like obvious why why twelve and thirteen year old us would have hated Kitty Pryde. It's so <laughs> awful. Like the stuff that they gave her to do, it was just terrible. It is just such filler. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, basically the CR again fucking shit up. Like, hey, yeah, by the way, um, yeah, we got to save y'all's Earth, and we think y'all's person is there, but if y'all can't go and get her, we're just going to blow you up. So, you know, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's basically it. It is it. That's the freaking plot yeah. of Men in Black, man. It's like, well, give us the, <laughs> give us the, the cat or whatever that thing is the, that's on the cat. Uh, yeah, the cat on the cat. Well, yeah. Yep, uh, yeah. Orion's belt. Yeah, give us Orion's, Orion's belt, belt or we're going to blow, <laughs> blow up the whole Earth. Like, dang, man, again? And so they give him one, I think, one Earth rotation or something. <laughs> Some comic book thing. And he's, like, we'll give you one rotation of the Earth. Uh, so anyway. They're like, so how long is that? Is that like an hour? <laughs> <Down. laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, of course, Xavier's, you know, like, why are y'all doing this? Where's Lalandra? And, like, of course, she's being captured. And, like, I demand to speak with her. Um, but again, it doesn't happen. And then now as, as her, now he uses the word consort, uh, you yep. know, that he's able to make some decisions. Right. I was like, you are one of her concubines, Xavier. You don't think she got another little ball nigga on Side, the yeah. corner of yeah. the planet, man? Oh, she, you think yo, you yeah. she got a whole lot more than him. Oh, yeah. Shoot, man. man somebody's I legs, that dumb. Yeah. Somebody's legs, they work. So, um, <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, all the X-Men are like, and you better not declare Aaron and Halara this time. Yeah, exactly. Again. Yeah. 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 Again. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it again. We ain't even got Angel here to throw out as a sacrifice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Angel. So, he's, he's awful. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so they make their time to go, and then they head back to Earth to try to fix whatever that was been broken. But the Shi'ar require that they leave two uh, mutants or two X-Men on the uh, um, on the ship, you know, to prevent any shenanigans. 
Now, Xavier gives a side blast to Kitty to give his all his information of the Shi'ar to her, and uh, Kurt has to stay there, too. And it's kind of funny. I was reading it, and I was like, yep, the two people with the worst Marvel cards. Exactly. On the, ship. The, the two most because useless they, members, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are literally the two most useless people that you could have left up there. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he, it's just awful. Kitty's so mm-hmm. terrible, man. And it's so right, weird it's how they draw her. Because in some passages, she looks like she's like her face looks so old, but then she's built like mm. a thirteen-year-old. It's like it's so weird the way Cockrum draws her, man. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm it's sorry. Too bad J. Scott Campbell wasn't doing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> man. Nope. Them thirteen-year-old titties ain't nearly big enough. Can <laughs> you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Um, so. So the X Men get the Earth rotation to get, fix everything, and they go back to the um, to the mansion, and it's all tore up because of what happened with the picture <laughs> again. Like yeah. again, exactly again, because Kitty just tore it up with the with the demon thing on Christmas. It got mm-hmm. tore up, so right. uh, every time they build it, it gets tore back down. So they have to wind up going to the Avengers mansion, of course. Now, hey, hey, can we get some help, y'all? We got this invasion. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Psycho, let me call. Let me call Mr. Fantastic, man. He said next time. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody out yeah. town. Yeah, do do do. We're sorry. The number you have reached is no longer in service for niggers. <laughs> Check the number and call another nigger team. The Avengers are busy making America great again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We are not with you. (laughs) Don't doubt that. Y'all muties keep on stepping. Keep moving. It's hilarious that I mean every time that something's about to happen, they can't get another hero to save another. Oh, but that's not true. There is an Avenger there to be able to help them <laughs> we out. Got I mean, we got one. We got one. We let. We gonna leave y'all somebody. We oh also left the litter box out for her, <laughs> um, and a, a couple bowl of bowls of food and water. We left you, Tigra, who is oh, one of the worst, the worst X Men of ye all time. Avengers, all yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Avengers of all time. One of how did worst. this chick ever? Get, how did this chick ever get into the Avengers? I've never it's read that awful. story. I just, she is. Yeah, she's bad. so terrible. So yeah. terrible. Uh, uh, Brother Beavis, Tigra, anything. Yeah, I mean there was a there was a string of like in the yeah, I think in like the right around the hundreds there was a string of characters that were introduced to the Avengers and they would go through like the exact same story arc. They would like mm. feel in, they would feel inadequate to be in the Avengers and they would puss out in some fight and then they would have like they would get, you know, a, a DQ victory against some legitimate somebody or other. <laughs> and then they'd be like, all right, now I can go out on top. Yeah. They did that storyline right. with Beast. They did that storyline with Wonder Man. They yeah. did that story with Tigra. And it was like, nobody, everyone would come in and be like, oh, I can't measure up to Cap, uh, Thor, yeah. Iron right. Man, or Wasp, right. apparently. So, yeah. uh, apparently Wasp. And she was just one of those in the string. And she's, yeah. And then yeah, she went yeah. on the West Coast Avengers too. So it, yes, yes she, she did. Yeah, she kept a Iron continued Man's push. Yeah, she got a continued push, and she's 
just an awful, awful character. And I mean, I don't yeah. know where she is in terms of modern comics because I haven't seen her in anything in I a while. Seen her. Yeah. Um, so maybe they killed her at some point in time. She's probably she alive. She was one of the big. Wasn't she a big? Uh, oh no, it wasn't. Uh, she was. I think she had something to do in like Civil War. But she mm-hmm. was one of the people that was like a turncoat or a spy or something and got Oh, home. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That is, you're right. That too. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow. She was well, terrible like then, Red too. Red Hood was getting all the villains back together, and they beat the shit out of her to get her to stop being a hero. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she has, she's been uh, in some modern stories, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, she's just there to fill out the bikini. That's kind of how I've always thought. She's so, she's so much yeah. of a DC character. Like she never really fit in. I was like, I always looked. I'm like, this looked like a DC character. And I mean, the Chitara, yeah, she does. Uh, uh comparisons are very much real too. But just it just seems so. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. But yes, mm-hmm. the Avengers left Jarvis and Tiger there for him to they help out. Should be better off with Jarvis. Jarvis is more useful. Hell, agreed. Yeah. Um. So uh, they are setting their plan forth to figure out what's going to happen. Kitties and Nightcrawler are on the ship, and there's this whole scene that I was talking about before where she she doesn't have any clothes, but they left her a machine where she can, you know, move into clothes. It's going to come up later too, and a, a couple of other issues. Um, but it's, it's just it's just really terrible trying to finally set up our our battle scene here in New York. Now, Corsair and Storm are out walking the streets, and inside of a building, an office building that's being constructed, we finally get our first appearance of the Brood. As Brother Beaver said, it was like pulling off of the Alien franchise. Um, I never liked Brood stories. They kind of scared me. Uh, I never liked them, <laughs> and, and how this goes, and how this goes, like the way the story goes, too. I'm like, well, they are really bad asses. And I don't, and they look kind of scary too. So I don't, I don't like that. Um, anybody, what, what were your brood? What were your brood thoughts? I know nobody's scared of them besides me, but what were your brood thoughts, man? <laughs> yeah, basically the same thing. I, you know, I, I was not down with Alien, man. It, it, I, I literally did not yeah. watch that movie for like ten years after it came out because I knew about the thing coming out the dude, and I was like, I want a new part, and I didn't want no part of no brood either. So yeah, scared. I won't. I don't know if I would say scared, but. I damn sure didn't want to read anything with a minute. So, uh, yeah, and then them like birthing out of somebody. I mean, because that I mean, obviously that's uh, that's where they got it from. So, yeah. and they seem to have a lot of uh, issues in, in the, around the same time where they were dealing with the brood too. So they they fell in love with them for a little while, right. and um, so yeah, not my favorites. <laughs> right. Well, kind of a not mindless, faceless villain, but a mindless or. or monster face yeah. that they could yeah, use monster that, you know, that Wolverine could hack and slash on and they wouldn't feel, you know, bad about seeing him hurt and kill it. Um, what right. about you and the brood, Brother Beavis? Yeah, I thought they were cool. I, you know, I thought they're, they're, we'll get into their flying ships are kind of goofy, but the whole idea that they could just, you know, they could put these eggs in everybody and just take them over and then the way that story resolves. I thought they were pretty cool and, I, you know, this is another case where they have a real significant story, and I feel like we didn't hear from them for a while. Uh, yeah. They did come back in the Jim Lee run during there was a crossover with the X Men and Ghost Rider, and they converted mm. Ghost Rider into a bird. Mm. Oh, okay. What? Game, but, yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, but other than that, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think they did a whole lot with them after this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we get to this major battle that's going to happen, you know, uh, when they finally get introduced to the brood and then Deathbird as well as she's coming in. That They have Lilandra here. They're, everybody, let me spoiler alert, they have Lilandra here. Um, and then once this, once the attack begins, you know, you get this fight and battle over New York um, as a typical scene would be here in, in the X-Men. Uh, nothing really major initially. Um, Deathbird is presented as a super tough character um and she's going to be presented that way pretty much through this entire run i mean um yeah she's i mean death is a pretty badass i mean i don't know if she had a marvel card or not but she's pretty badass she can fight she can fly um and she can fight and she's super strong as well um and she dispatches a tiger very easily um Cyclops okay. is hitting her or trying to hit her with, with you know, with optic blast or whatever. And he's saying in typical Cyclops fashion, oh, but a full blast may kill her. And I don't want to <laughs> think she's about to, like, fuck her. <laughs> but I knocked that heifer off the damn area. Yeah. She's about to blow up the entire city, kill your, uh, your freaking mentor's lady friend, and mm-hmm. whatever, take over the earth. And you worried about hurting her too much? Uh, she ain't worried about hurting you. Um, yeah, so she's got these other powers too, where she pulls out these javelins or something, and then she shoots these blasts. The first one, uh, Cyclops or Scott, can get this confused. Colossus jumps in front of the professor and blocks it. That's going to come back again, my friends. Um, but the battle just continually rages on against the uh, the brood. Now, once they figure out um, there's not just Deathbird they go in and try to take over. It's kind of funny that like storm because she got mad because she got hit with that manipulating Ray was like, Oh, where are they at? I'm gone. Like she dropped a weave out of her hair and was like, done. Like that's it. I'm gone. <laughs> she took her earrings right. off. Yeah. She took her earrings off and flew in there, which is kind of unstorm like because she's usually so in control of her emotions because you know, whatever her emotions control yeah. the weather or whatever, but she's like all pissed off. And so, um, then we finally get a battle with Wolverine versus the Brood, which is pretty cool because, again, now he can hack and slash. He can kill these monsters yeah. and it not be that big a deal. Nobody's going to really care. Uh, right. But the Brood, are, the Brood are freaking, I guess, they're, you know, they're not just mindless monsters because they got technology and weapons that, yeah. that can uh, yeah, adapt to villains and whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's, right. you, know, they, you know, they gave Poison. them a nice little run. Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff going on. And there's a ton of them in this building. Like, nobody knows at the at the first you think it's just a couple of them. But there's a whole brood, uh, a brood of brood, like, hanging out in this building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other moment comes where the, the ray comes again, but this time it's from one of the brood's uh, guns, not from Deathbird. And Cyclops get hit with, or Cyclops, I cannot do it. It's going to be in my head forever. Colossus gets hit <laughs> Colossus. with this acid that starts to burn away at the hit the metal of his uh of his uh Chance. his armor. Yeah. And Storm has to come in for the, the hot tag save. Um but then, you know, he's out of the game at this point. Cyclops tells him, like, you know, you've done enough, buddy. Stay with the professor, you know, don't let anything happen to him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kinda weird there's that art thing, uh the drawing there where you see his chest all kinda hollowed out. It's like did that yeah. burn the metal? Or did that just burn his costume? Like it was really kind of hard to tell. And yeah. like, how how does that work? So if he transforms back to Peter, like, 
Yeah, well, that hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, is will part of his him? chest missing? Yeah, is this part of his chest missing, or will that regenerate? Like, I, I was like, you know, again, 40-some-odd-year-old question, 11-year-old. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, but it was just kind of weird. Um, yeah, You know, like I said, right. just a big fight, total New York, you know, total battle against these people. Cyclops and his dad make up. He calls him Pops. And he's like, hey, you call me Pop. That sounded pretty cool. Well, you know, I guess. <laughs> it's all pretty good action handshake yeah. there. All yeah, pretty exactly. good. Yeah. yeah, it is, man. You know, Corsair is, is pretty much Tom Selleck, right? Like, that's <laughs> just like him pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what I saw. Whatever I saw him, Definitely I got like, a stash, oh. yeah. Yeah, his dad is Magnum P.I. So um, <laughs> I always kind of, every, from the minute I saw him, I was like, oh, he's Magnum P.I. And, uh, yeah, so they they make their fight against the Brood. They defeat them, but Death Star or Death Bird has uh, Professor Xavier, and then they take off with him. And they're like, wait, well, what happened? What happened to Peter? Like, why isn't Peter there? You know, he wouldn't have gone down without a fight, but uh, it didn't work out for him. He gets impaled. There he is, and then uh, Wolverine is just like, "Fuck it, he dead, man." (laughs) 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 He's like, "If there was an ambulance here or not, man, it won't matter. He dead." Um, You see that coming out his chest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dead. So forget it. We got to move on. And I'm like, well, I think thing. we established in the Wolverine movie that he doesn't really know when people are dead. You could just very much like, yeah, yeah blood right. on him or whatever. And That's it. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Striker. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, and that wasn't going to be where I was going to, brother. Because I'm like, um, what? Wolverine's senses maybe ain't as heightened as we thought sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to do some dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I love this. Yeah. I, I had this, I had the, the the final panel where like the, all the NYPD is like standing there shooting them. My initial thought was, well, <laughs> the storm about to die. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all white just, cops. Yeah. Look at it. It's yeah. all white cops, and there's only one black person there. Free, boom, shot. <laughs> she went for it. She went for her, uh, her 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 lock picks and her headdress, and I had to shoot her. She's dead. Sorry. Self-defense. Uh, self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. I'm sorry. Like, what, yep. you didn't kill all these white dudes? Here? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all them bullets found her, though. No, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all of them found Storm, though. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's 155. And, of course, my app has died out on me before I can get to 156. Notice oh, how the I mean, first responders didn't go with the "We're all New Yorkers today." <laughs> and but there is a there is a little throw moment there too, where uh, the one guy is like, well, "I'm calling the cops, man!" You know, like after the <laughs> yeah, car right. gets destroyed, it's like, "Man, that's some shit. I'm calling the cops." You know, as if they could do anything to it. But I mean, it's kind of funny that they waited all these years to. You know, and DC did the same thing about making these stories about the heroes destroying, like, cities and stuff as they're saving everybody and it not mm-hmm. being a big deal. Like, you know, it took them a while to get to a whole storyline where they did that. And because after a while, you would think, like, damn it, we just built that building back and y'all just destroyed it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. it probably would, even though they did save the Earth from 
you know, whether it be the Shia or the Brood, you know, the Shatari, yeah. the Scroll or the Cree. Like, after a while, I'm like, man, damn. Mm-hmm. I can't go downtown. <laughs> I can't go do this. I can't do that. Because y'all keep blowing stuff up, man. We're trying to gentrify this neighborhood. That's the <laughs> right. <it> <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, outside of, the, outside of the Avengers, maybe. I don't know anybody that, you know, is, like, absolved of, like, uh, just mass destruction like that in the city. Because, I mean, they're government-sponsored to a point, I guess. But, yeah, especially the X-Men. You know, <laughs> they're going to try to arrest them no matter what the hell exactly. they do. Yep. Yeah, but interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the initial page um, of Pursuit is the next issue for 156. Uh, it's the covers, all the Star Jammers. Uh, I'm going to come back to the Star Jammers, too, um, in a second, just because I always kind of hated them. Um, but yeah, so, um, but basically it's a recap of the first page is a recap of what happened to Peter and, um, you know, Deathbird, you know, impaled him, uh, Tiger uses her, you know, do you know who we are? You know, I have an Avengers card, but I see you're not white. You're orange. <laughs> you're not an Avengers. <laughs> so technically that's really not going to work. I mean, you're better off than the black lady. But still, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're orange. So, like, where's my Avengers card? Where'd you get that from? Uh, you know, <laughs> like he's like, there's some tiger, one of the Avengers. So what, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> you still gonna shoot you? Yeah, think you're Avenger cheeks. now. Yeah, spread your cheeks and lift your butt sack, man. <laughs> <laughs> <You're not laughs> like, what you want? I mean, what you think? Yeah, that don't. Yeah, that don't mean nothing to us. That don't mean nothing. So, uh, yeah. And it's kind of funny that, I mean, again, this is, what, 1981, 82, that they're making a scene with cops, like, essentially being dicks. And, (laughs) you know, 35 years later, probably Mm -hmm. a very similar situation would happen under the same similar circumstances. It's kind of funny. Um, Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out. uh, So, it's... Yeah, it just moves on, and now we get another a Shi'ar sighting or ship, and they get beamed up out of there, and they leave Tiger on Earth, thank God, who not need her anymore. Um, and then, hope, luckily, um, the the Colossus gets some extra healing from the Star Jammers. Uh, he's able to get, you know, some advanced medical technology to treat him so he doesn't die. Now, here's the Star Jammers. They're awful. The, the design of them are all awful. The names are all awful. It, there's yeah. just nothing good about the Star Jammer. I mean, literally, there's nothing good about it. And it tells you enough that, like, a human is leading the Star Jammers. Like, that ought to tell you something. Like, <laughs> none of them are uh, spectacular enough in and of themselves that they had to have a, an Earthling come and lead them to whatever glory that they're going to have. Brother B is yeah. the Star Jammer fan. Any of them. <laughs> Any of them, any of them, like it might be even one of them. No, uh, the funny thing for me was like it wasn't. It wasn't until the cartoon came out that I knew how to pronounce yeah. any of their names. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going on chose. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going with that, but okay. <laughs> Cat lady. I kind of like the little like fuzzy yeah. thing that rides on Chode. I don't know what that yeah. is. But yeah, uh, yeah, Raza's pretty bad. Ra- I mean, mm-hmm. Raza was rocking the metal arm before anybody. I mean, to be yeah. fair. That's uh, he was a trendsetter uh, yes, in that was. regard. I'm not sure yeah. what sort of animal Hezba is. Uh, yeah, cat-like. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. There's nothing. 
good about any of them. And (laughs) they're so terrible, man. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just going to say, like, you didn't. Yeah, they're Guardians. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Back on the ship, Kitty's still being a weirdo with this damn thing. Um, And then, but she sees outfits. Yeah, but the outfits. But she sees what happened on Earth to Peter and the acid. And, you know, she's like, oh, okay, well, he's fine there. But then she sees the other screen, other scene where he actually gets um, stabbed. Now, Deathbird is a strong mofo because she just took that thing and stuck him all the way through his metal form as well. See, I was always under the impression that this, when it happened, when you see the covers, like, oh, he was in his human form after whatever had happened. And she just, you know, kind of put it through him. And impaled him, yeah. No. Yeah. So it gets to, you know, Peter, and it's going to come out here in an issue or so about Kitty starting to realize that she has feelings for Colossus or for Peter. And I put in a little note for the what we were going to talk about before, or part of this is, like, how come nobody's going to bring up Peter on some statutory rape charges? Because, <laughs> um, again, he's 17 at probably right. maybe 18. She's 13. Like, how did this even come to a thought that nobody... Like, he says that Storm is his sister and she calls him little brother. Like, how did they ever thought, like, you know what, That maybe that's not such a good idea that we have this grown foreigner uh-huh. plowing this 13-year-old. Now, again, <laughs> their relationship... Play. He specifically <laughs> does not plow her. <laughs> <laughs> Pal she, offers, she offers for plowing and he turns her down yeah i, I know yeah but actually so this is this is one of the the reason that they i mean so jim shooter stepped in and he had him undo this that's the okay. reason for the storyline in secret wars he's like no no we can't do oh uh, okay see now like you can put black people on sense. roller skates and put black women in bath but you cannot <laughs> have theater smashing <laughs> <laughs> so to so to end and see that's good information because I never knew that which is good. But you did it. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that actually that, explains some know. stuff. Yeah. Well, it does because it's it's awkward, man. Like it's awkward. Yeah, it is. You firmly established her as a thirteen-year-old teenager, and you firmly established him. At, I mean, as a seventeen-year-old, like because you know they're going to do that little time jump here soon where Liliana. Um, winds up becoming a little bit closer to Kitty's age and like mm-hmm. then it makes it even kind of creepier when they're hanging out together. Like, oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Yeah. Like now it's yeah. weird. that didn't seem as weird then, but it's weird, man. You can't have like a junior dating an eighth and a seventh grader. That's yeah, weird. That's, that's just that's wrong. Yeah. That that don't, yeah. That don't jive at all. Yeah. So, it didn't. Oh, I mean, when we were younger, it just didn't. Obviously, it didn't seem to matter yeah. as much. But now, as adults, we looking at this and like, hey, hey, oh, what's going hey, on? Here? Oh, that ain't right. Do I need? So, do I need to call defects? You know, <laughs> I, I need to make a report. Yeah. So, right. uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Kitty's gonna get her revenge though because they thought that he, you know, she. Everybody's under the impression that Colossus is dead. You know, and then that's where one of those Kitty faces where she looks like she's about thirty-five. Maybe that was <laughs> yeah. Colossus. Yeah, uh, Cochran has an older than an unusual. <laughs> yeah, that looks really strange. I mean, it's yeah. old and young at the same time. It's a strange um, <laughs> rendering of her. Yeah, this is weird. Um, and then this book kind of just kind of dwells off into like they finally get put together where Xavier is finally put back with 
Lalandra in there, which is kind of weird that they would put these two people in the uh, in yeah, why captivity why would, why would together. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. like they, they don't have two separate sales, you know. Like mm-hmm. Xavier's got his little pimp lay on there. Like you know what, we can make this a conjugal business. <laughs> you know, since we ain't doing that, wait for the X Men, you know, to come and get it. But you know, while we here, you know, it's time to smash, across, girl. Yeah, I came all across the galaxy, girl. You know, just and for he you. But they he, they have an intimate moment though they do oh, oh yeah I mean, they, yeah they have an intimate moment I mean you know in a different comic book or you draw certain conclusions I mean you could draw that conclusion that they you know you know got it on waiting for the X Men to come and save them I mean you know yep. whatever we about to die <laughs> well if I'm gonna die I gotta get one in before I die that's all I'm saying, that's all I'm saying. so uh, yeah I mean. I, I, again, Shi'ar messed up things for everybody. I mean, I'm just thinking yeah. of, again, Phoenix saves them, Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. they come back or whatever. Then we get through toward the Dark Phoenix saga and they wind up killing. We get through to this thing with the brood and this goes on for a while. And then we get to, um, uh, like we get to the Age of Apocalypse or whatever. When they come back, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, the m Crystal broke because of this thing that's going on. Like we couldn't fix it, so yeah, we got it. It's just all messed up. There's nothing yeah. good with the Shi'ar that happens with the X-Men. I don't know right. why. I don't know why they continue dealing with them. Um, you can go back to, like, where Eric the Red, remember, he was a Shi'ar agent way back yeah. in, um, in the, before the Phoenix Saga. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, whenever they appear, there's some shit's getting fucked up, basically. It's, yeah, it's, for the there's some bad news. There's some bad yeah. news bears, man. Yep, yeah. for the X-Men. Uh, but anyway, the sisters have a problem with each other and um you know death bird is very strong and, and nothing doesn't work out but as as this book is finally just essentially getting to the to the end portion and again they recap that whole story about how uh cyclops and alex became orphans or whatever um and then that father and son share a moment together um this is one thing that really kind of freaked me out about this whole series too is that when they go into the um, to the living ship of the, the mm-hmm. brood? You were bringing that right. up, brother Beavis, from before. You want to yeah. expand on that? Yeah, I mean, this is first. First of all, it looks kind of goofy, but yeah. it's <laughs> kind of creepy too. And it really didn't make a whole lot of sense when I read it. Like, I had to reread it now to really like understand what was going on with Storm throughout this whole thing. But yeah, I don't. This was bizarre. This is very yeah. bizarre, but I mean, this is one of the things that really kind of cements, uh, you know, how evil the brood are. I mean, I think they, they do like, I think Deathbird gets a push. I'm not a big Deathbird fan, and they're, but they, mm-hmm. they like, they're always telling us how awesome she is. Mm-hmm. But you know, right. whatever. She's got wings. Every wing character in X Men sucks. So, right. <laughs> but like the brood, they don't say much, but just by their appearance, and then as you get more and more into the story, they are really awful and so and, and this is really <laughs> exemplifies um you know you know one of the other one of the other significant ways in which they're just really an evil race yeah mm-hmm. um but we get a final battle and guess who's back y'all and he's out for revenge it's colossus but again not acid missing just back so i guess it just burnt his clothes um but yeah they they get into fighting inside the the living ship uh, the Star Jammers are fighting as well. Um, I mean, it's just a again comic book battle. 
you know, it's kind of one of these things that we were saying, like, this goes on for a while in terms of issues, you know, kind of off and on with this. And this one just kind of goes on and on and on. Um, but once the brood get back there to uh, finally take care of Lalandra and end this whole thing, the X-Men make the final save there. And then, you know, right before Lalandra is about to get hit, Xavier leaps off the top <laughs> rope. <laughs> one of my this is one of my worst most looking scenes of all time I'm like wait a minute how is he propelling himself like this and yeah. how is he doing any damage with his feeble strength because <laughs> I'm fairly no certain the brood I'm fairly certain the brood at a minimum had remarkable uh, or some sort of uh uh, better body than armor. feeble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better than feeble. Yeah, it's <laughs> powered by sexual frustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and you know that must hey, be. That must be. Hey, hell, I don't hey, know. hold on. Hey, hold on a second. I, you know what? Now that you said that, I can see how a nigga could lift a car after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Now I can see that. <laughs> you know, is that adrenaline, oh, baby? No. That adrenaline. Um, uh, Cyclops' face is pretty awesome here, too. Like, well, well, there's two phases. One, when they come into the room and he sees Cyclops and Professor Xavier's face, is like, hey! We like were Charlie Brown's face. <laughs> he's so happy. <laughs> then Cyclops' face, when he's making his leap, is like, what? Like, he's like, they're both, they're both so shocked that he's there. Yeah, they yeah they both got that. Nigga, what the hell are you doing, little? What the hell are you doing? What? I can't believe I'm seeing this shit, son. Yeah. Your feeble yeah. strength. Yeah. You and your yeah, feeble but, strength. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that like, like, uh, yeah. And and, and, and Cyclops does bring it up. He's like, "What do you think you're doing attacking those horrors with your bare hands?" They could have ripped yeah. you to shreds. <laughs> you aren't trained for this line of work, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> the rough stuff to us. <laughs> he scolded me like, like shit. Got to protect they, my woman. Shit. They threaten the woman I love. I can no longer sit idly by and do nothing. Whatever the kind like, of I have. You hear that? I'm somebody's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. I'm uh, like concubine number seat. three. Y'all got uh, yeah. number three. Yeah. Shoot, man. I, <laughs> I knock all the uh, concubines out of Sector 420. So, <laughs> ain't none of them mess with me. Um, but yeah. Oh, God. So, they're trying uh, to get to the to the final brood battle. Storm realizes that they're inside of a living thing, and she has this battle. Well, you could call it a battle with Deathbird, but it doesn't really work out for Storm too well. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, they get out. They get Storm. Um, and this is, too, even though it comes up later, this process of where Storm is, one, she's kind of questioning her leadership a little bit. Two, she's kind of really messed up by this whole brood battle thing. Three, once they do battle them again and she winds up getting um, uh, impregnated by one of them, like her when, when she does finally come out of this, this leads her right into punk rock Storm. Like where she's like lost control of yeah. her her powers and, powers and everything. Like it leads her right into storm, and it it kind of starts here, but like after the second incarnation of where they deal with the brood, where she gets impregnated or whatever, that's where it kind of sends her over the edge when it's over. 
Um, and those are fun issues. They're super wordy as hell, though. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. They're super dense. Like, there's hardly any. There's a lot of those where there's not even talk boxes. It's all thought boxes and plot boxes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did a little bit when she was switched bodies with the White Queen because she was all pissed yeah. off about that. And they were right. talking about mm-hmm. how the White Queen can control the powers. And then when Dr. Doom turned her into Chrome, yeah, she was stuck and mm-hmm. her rage got out. So they they been storm, storm, yeah. But yeah, it it, yeah, they, it goes for a long time, and that's right. something like on the reread is like that. That was kind of weird, you know. The whole, she just okay. She just shaved her head and changed costume. But they do they work it for a long time. Yeah, they worked it for a while. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And and Punk Rock Storm's a lot more interesting than the other Storm. Um, you know her, and she yeah. stops the mo- the mothering and uh, nannying yeah. or mammying of Kitty. <laughs> it doesn't stop, but it does, it's not as obvious anymore. Um, yeah. And you know, yeah. I think she becomes a much more interesting character. And the design is great. I mean, we'll get to it when we get yeah. to it. But the design yeah. was so freaking radical at the time. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it's the exact it's opposite awesome. of what her yeah her like her regalness of the uh, her original outfit of Storm. You know, I mean, right. she wore that outfit for many many years. So. Yeah, it was a shock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then our last issue was 157. Uh, I've got the Phoenix on the cover. Now, if you think about this, Phoenix or Phoenix versions since she died have made a couple of appearances inside the books and on covers up to this point as well. Um, yep. I always keep thinking. I was like, I, it, it's still, even to this day, and now they're going to bring her back in X Resurrection anyway. If some version of her. I'm like, why did they kill her? I mean, I, they just... They should have never killed her. They should. They could have depowered her and left Powered her as Marvel regular. Girl. Yeah, and left yeah. her as Marvel Girl and just kind of bury. Can you bury the Phoenix? It always rises again. But bury that part of it and you know only bring it right. out of the mothballs when you need it to. And they just they didn't like they. I don't. I mean, I read this. Yeah, well, book, I think we all talked about this before about you know where they wrote that alternate story where she did live, where they didn't mm-hmm. kill her. And, you know, sometimes they were thinking that maybe they should have gone that way. Sorry, what were you saying, Sammy? Uh, yeah, like, it just goes back to, like, in, in the Phoenix Saga, when she destroyed that uh, that star and the planets, they just, what they were thinking is they, that she was, got off too easy. And, you know, how how could somebody live with that, you know, even though mm-hmm. she lived through it, you know, she so they're going to just go ahead like nothing ever happened. So right. that was, a, like, a, a big philosophical debate between Claremont and uh, Byrne, I guess. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a uh, and uh, one of the uh, uh, issues they actually printed uh, um, their thoughts on that, uh, right. and they printed that that cover that you're talking about, where mm-hmm. uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey are like you know at the pond together, mm-hmm. uh, it, and that's basically what that's all about. So yeah, it's um it, it was a big conundrum for them, and you know that's just the way they the road they chose. If it's a writer, yeah. who knows? Yeah, yeah. But all they've done, or all the writers have done since that time is trying to figure out ways to get her back. And they do. Like, you know, she winds up coming back, and they wind up killing her again. And they wind up... Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, they should have just... They should have just left her be Marvel Girl. And just... Again, the Phoenix power and the Force and all that stuff is a great tool, but it's gotten overused. And two... Way overused. Everybody knows that it's super powerful and you can't go anywhere with it. It's a super cosmic being. Like, there's no defeating it. You know what I mean? mean, There's none of that. Like, you just can't do anything. Phoenix can be Galactus. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. What was that? I mean, her Marvel car, her Marvel car was ridiculous too, wasn't it? Like, once she went, like, to the Marvel Girl? No, the Phoenix 
card. Oh, Phoenix? Oh, it was the Yeah, Phoenix has a card. Class one thousand. No. <laughs> yeah, it was something I, I ridiculous don't... like that, right? Yeah, I mean, she was a she was a god. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you couldn't beat her. She could do anything she wanted to. Yeah, you couldn't beat her. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, uh, anyway, all right. So, yeah, so Phoenix is on the cover, so you know something weird is happening. You know, they're definitely not bringing her back. We still got yeah, Claremont and Fern. <laughs> um, and basically, this book is like the, the major battle is over, and this is the, the aftermath of it. But essentially, the um, the X-Men and the Star Jammers are working together to try to to finish off whatever it's going to do. Brother Beavers, do you remember this issue? Uh, this one in particular, no. And as I was just flipping through it, like, uh, it's pretty sorry. And it's, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one, the cup, there's a couple of things. One, Colossus re-injures himself, which I kind of <laughs> found kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Duh. He was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go fight against these creatures. But now I'm doing this other thing. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm bleeding inside again. Yeah, like, really? A recurring thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the diamond. The whole thing he did in Civil War. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, Not Civil War, but Secret Wars. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then two, um, this the the Kitty Pride Phoenix thing. There's always there's always going to be another Shi'ar that's always plotting against Melandra. Like, let's, they, for whatever reason, nobody wants Melandra. Not nobody, but uh, so there's always somebody that's going to threaten the throne of Melandra. Like, it's just always is. And oh, right, so, yeah. you know, even though Iraqi is her main, you know, you know, uh, first in command or whatever, it still doesn't mm-hmm. matter because somebody else is going to be behind it. Um, and so this is basically a little story of that. Uh, where Deathbird and the and the Brood are still making their little plot against the the X Men, and it's it really just goes on for 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 naught and it's, for nothing, as Brother Beavis was saying. I mean, it's just an absolute total it's long. filler issue. It's long. Well, it's just yeah, filler. It's just filler, you know. And it's a it's an opportunity for them to kind of reset the story for where it comes out and mm-hmm. give them an opportunity to let Kitty have something to do. And that's give her something to do, which is a, one of the reasons it's a bad issue. <laughs> right. I mean, and that, yeah. I mean, it really is. It, it, I mean, it really is. And I, you know, yeah. Kurt gets a little chance to shine a little bit. Um, you know, you get to see him use his powers and whatnot. Um, but it, it really is just kind of like a bad filler issue. And then finally, when they do get a chance to, uh, have this little culmination thing. They she manifests herself in this costume as the phoenix, which freaks out everybody. Um, now again, the the most imperial guard or whatever who fought against you know a version of the phoenix in the in when she died, the, mm-hmm. they're getting taken down by a thirteen year old in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same crew. They yeah, got taken down by a thirteen year old. A thirteen-year-old cosplayer, basically. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Who barely has. She's barely in control of her powers as it is, and yeah, and she just outwits all of them. You know, comic books, man. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. There's a little battle between the two versions of the Imperial Guard that's kind of interesting, but it really is just a kitty issue of you know, hey, like, look, she's doing things, and you she's know, doing stuff. stuff 
just she's doing stuff. Don't hate her because we actually did give her something really amazing to do. There's like well, a picture of her running in the in the Robin Hood Peter outfit. Pan costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that, that was the end for me. When I saw that, I was like, oh god, yeah, oh, god. it's just not good. It's not. <laughs> um, and yes, and then the other part of that is that Xavier, um, he got. Uh, I can't remember what 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 happened to his mind. I forgot. He scanned what himself, and he he found the first. Uh, first traces of the brood implant and so he shut his mind down. He's battling yeah. the brood on the psychic plane right now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much it of that issue. And that was it. You know, like I said, we'd have to break it up into a couple of parts because it, it does go on because of all the, the, the implanting of the brood. And there's some good issues here too that are coming up, but this one yeah. was not one of them. This one, one of them, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> this was not one of them. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's it. And so, as I got you guys on the phone, as we wrap that up, I'm going to go over a couple of, you know, like the Brothers Comics podcast this week is going to be about Halloween. So, I'm going to take a couple of bird notes that have been going on during the week and kind of get your takes on them uh, just for shits and giggles. Uh, hold on as I go through the Facebook page. The first one. Um, now I didn't read the book, uh, and it, but it's actually on the app that I use to look at back issues, whatever. So I'm going to read it there. Uh, either you read the Mockingbird book. I didn't. I just saw the headline that it was good, but I didn't know it was out or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's only got an eight issue run. Um, you know, just comic lack of sales or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but every, you know, everybody, but the people that I, you know, know, love and respect or whatever that read comic books or whatever, you know, people are like, Oh, it's a really good book. Kind of like Nighthawk, which I didn't read that people said, Hey, it's a really good book. So, hmm. uh, when Marvel solicited a cover for the last issue and one of the covers there, it's a picture of Mockingjay, whoever the artist is, I think it's a female artist. It's a great cover. And on the cover, uh, Bobby's got like a, uh, says, ask me about my feminist agenda, like T-shirt on. Oh, right. That and cover, yeah. This sent yeah. white fanboy Twitter, and probably a lot of black <laughs> fanboy Twitter, into an absolute <laughs> tailspin because right. they were like, you know, they thought that this was um, terrible, and then they wind up harassing the writer of the book, like, off of Twitter, you know, by sending, you know, just literally harassing her about what she's doing, and you know, you, you know, fem Nazi and this, that, and the other, to the point where she actually just dropped her Twitter account. She's like, I can't believe this is happening, you know, over a comic book, essentially. So, wow. It, it, it gets to be kind of funny, but I'll pose the question out there first. Okay, so politicizing, do, do comics have no, it's such a dumb question, especially after the book that we just read or that we're going through. <laughs> do comic books have no, point or no should they not step into the political arena or agendas at any point in time brother beavis uh no i don't think that should be i I don't think there should you know i think that's one of the issues really is that comic books are looked at as a different medium and i think that that's not that's not necessarily fair i think you can tell you can address issues i think you can tell stories i think you can take things on in a comic book in ways that you can't and i think there you know there there are a lot of stories that have credibly 
have credibly taken on issues, and there's no reason that comics can't do that. Right. I think that's diminishing to people that create in that genre, that create through this you know hybrid visual and, and narrative media. Um, and you know, I think it's you know it's it's foolish to like not want that to represent. I mean, I think I think the the issue is like. I think a lot of things it's 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 representing and trying to stay current with the, the topics of the day. And right. if you just want like your your if if comics is an escapism thing and you want to you want to see this microcosm, and particularly one that's you know a largely white male microcosm, and you don't want that mess with, I think that's blind to the nature of you know the way things are right now. And I think you know there's a lot of discussions about you know, equality and not just equality, but, you know, just, you know, people being, being, you know, here's a case where, you know, she can't even bring up the point. Right. And so I I definitely don't Mm -hmm. think you should shortcut the medium and say, you can't cover these things. And it's like everything else. Like if you don't, if the, if you do want that microcosm and you don't want to read this, go read another goddamn book. There's there's hundreds of them. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. No doubt. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, my, that, uh, go ahead, Sam. Man, before that I was a little rambling. Sorry about that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's, I agree. A, it's a complicated question. It is. It's a loaded question in the sense that it's like, yeah, you know, if this is escapism for me, and I'm using that as like a as a as a general pronoun, not necessarily me in particular, but if this is an escapism for me, like, okay, so I, I'm I'm reading Mockingbird. Like, you should know that this is going to be coming. Is that a female writer, a female artist, a female anchor? Like, it's going to be coming from a perspective of a female, which is the purpose of the book. Exactly. So yeah. why did you jump into that arena thinking that it was going to be something else? What did you think she was going to do? You know, be sucking dick and uh, building buildings and what? I mean, like seriously, like what did you think that you were getting into? Like, if you right. wanted your hero to be some white straight dude, you have plenty of options for this, like like plenty. So I don't understand why one book. And, and again, it's always this thing. It's like, it's, this is one book out of many. So why is this a bother to you? Like, I, I, I never, I don't get it. And then I, I definitely don't get the, the, you know, turn fanboy hate onto the creator of said art. Like, you know, I mean, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just don't buy the yeah. book. I mean, clearly, a lot of people didn't buy the book anyway because they got an eight-issue run. And it probably wasn't because right. it was a, a feminist book. It was probably because it's a third-tier character. At mm. best, <laughs> at best, I don't even know. What third best, tier, maybe fourth. Third tier yeah. character. Yeah, what's uh, Mockingbird's so. claim to fame? That she was married to to a Hawkeye at one time, or exactly? I mean, I yeah, know. exactly. That's about it. Yeah. So go ahead, Sam. And sorry, go. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a cop out that they should have to um, uh, steer clear of anything political. I mean, there's a lot of good um, topics that can be tackled in the, um, some of these political. Um, uh, politicized uh topics um the x-men we were t- alone we were talking about the x-men hell i mean the x-men all the time are uh represent bigotry and you know a movement against bigotry and um, persecution i mean that's politicized right. as it is uh, right. the, the entire book i mean uh which is one of the reasons that it's so popular i believe um so i think that just because Certain fanboys didn't like uh, the, the buzzword. It, 
feminism, feminist, that's, that's a buzzword. Uh, literal, right. that's a buzzword. People like will come out of the yeah. woodwork to try to attack. You put those right. uh, out on front, that's all they see. It's like, oh, feminists, oh, I hate feminists, oh, liberals, right. I hate liberals. Ah, and, and that's yeah. all they, that's all you needed right there. And as soon right. as they saw that, I mean, it was like pack attack. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and all of them, they, most of them don't even know what they're attacking. They just want to be in with the mob, with the mentality, and uh, and yell at somebody. Yeah, I feel for that uh, that artist uh, or the writer, whoever had to uh, lose her account just because of these morons doing that yeah. stuff. I mean, it's um, it's it's sad, man. It's really sad. And it's yeah. not an un, it's not a new or an un, like a new thing or something that doesn't happen because this version of Twitter that freaking kind of hate women, hate change, hate diversity, inclusion version of Twitter will pop its head up whenever anything that is not kind of straight white dudes happens. And they'll go after, like they went after, was that Leslie Jones, the, the black mm-hmm. lady in Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah, they yeah. They went after yeah. her. She turned off her Hard. Twitter account because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking some of the other ones, like where they've just the gone internet after has given them. a voice to cowards. I mean, that's all that's all. Exactly. Yeah, yep. agreed. You know, and people can be, you know, got, you know, Twitter fingers and Twitter tough guys behind these things and, and without zero accountability. And then that was the other, you know, related and not related to this, you know, where Twitter tried to sell itself and uh, recently and it didn't go over very well because the people that were going to buy it were like a little bit concerned about the kind of the free speech that goes on on Twitter. You know, where right. people are right. bullied, harassed, threatened, or whatever, you know, with, imp- you know, with no impunity. You know, it can just happen. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's nobody to protect that. And you report things to people, and it's just like, yeah, you know, sorry that <laughs> they didn't violate anything. It was like, well, that seemed kind of like a threat to me. You know, I'm going to rape this fucking right. cunt bitch. Yeah, those aren't just words <laughs> at that point in time. That's serious. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Twitter's the Wild West, man. It's, it's yeah. wild. And how. Yeah. And and I I just I never I mean that you know we all got our moments where we can get angry about something and get passionate about it. I could never see myself getting so super passionate about like make believe characters, <laughs> like not, like to the point where I'm ready to call somebody a fake a, a fucking nigger bitch that I'm so worried that somebody is portraying something that I'm like not like I can't I just don't right. see it. And I'd like to say, oh, it was just like a bunch of teenagers, but it's not. No, no. No, it's yeah. not. It's a bunch of old dudes. Like a bunch of old yeah. dudes, yeah. like sitting behind their computer, just pissed off and angry. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. just weird. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I wasn't saying anything. Oh. I, was, I was agreeing with you. No, okay. And then I have one <laughs> other one here. Had one other one. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Sorry. Um, it was unrelated to that topic. I started. I lost it. I lost it. It didn't went away. All right. So I'll let it be. I can't now. I can't remember what it was. Oh, there it is. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, it is Halloween, and this is going to come up on another podcast too. Um. We all know that this is not acceptable, but the idea that people will try to use blackface as a costume or an excuse, like because it's Halloween, so if I am wanting to be 
fill in the blank character. Like so, Brother B was just like, oh, "I'm gonna be um, Black Panther for um, for Halloween." All right, <laughs> I'm gonna go get my. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my vibranium costume. You know, I got my vibranium. I got my little the mask. Little teeth. Yeah, yeah, I got my little teeth thing on. I got my mask. You know, like I'm set. And so, oh man, that's a cool Black Panther. And but then he takes his his mask off and his face. In blackface, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, you got oh Chadwick Boseman like that yeah, tone on. Um, the, the 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 idea that I have to explain this to people where well, that's not cool. Like, I, help me understand how nobody gets this. Still, like, how, help me understand. Like, Sammy, help me understand why nobody gets like why this man. Oh, be cool. Oh, they understand. They understand what the hell is going to be doing. Uh, they they find the feign ignorance as like they don't. <laughs> but, you know, these motherfuckers know what the hell they're doing with that <laughs> stuff on. No one yeah. is going to attract attention, the, the wrong kind of attention, and no one is going to be, you know, for whatever whatever reason, they feel like they have to get their five minutes of fame and in, in the worst way possible, man, fuck these people. They know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not, it didn't miss them. They know. That's yeah. my response well, to that. Well, it's really, you know, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. And there you go. It, I mean, it's so, uh, Brother Beavis, help me out here. Uh, I mean, that there's we have a story, or we have a story, that we went to a Halloween party one time. I was wondering I, if you oh, were going to bring this up. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. We went to a Halloween party one time, like as I went as a white dude and he went as a black dude. It was and I, did we, it was yeah, I think we were Jeff well, we won't use government names. I think we were with two other dudes. I think maybe yep. J J H and D L and right. we had uh, gone to visit I, college and on the way back we stopped at a from Northern Kentucky, white Halloween Cincinnati, party. right. Yeah, so we yeah. went stopped to some party. And I think I don't know. Did we? But we didn't. Did we use makeup though? Yes, we did. We okay, switched we gear, did. and we okay. put on. You went in white face, and I went in okay. black face, thus okay. ending my bid for the president of the United States. So, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, no. as did our compatriots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and but I don't think that uh, nobody had Snapchat or anything then, so you probably say <laughs> um, <laughs> this podcast will ruin your chances of being president. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, but the the inexperience of youth in the '80s would probably cover a little bit of that. I can't really roll with adults, do because you know again, and and I would give a a a white teenager a, a break on this because they might not know about it because mm-hmm. nobody would even tell them like nobody would tell them that they would like you shouldn't do that until they were stomping them you know like don't right in black face you mother like that's what they <laughs> find out that they shouldn't do it because nobody would tell right. them that because they would have never learned it in school and their parents probably wouldn't have thought about it you know but once yeah. you've gotten out of that age and once you learn a little bit about hey like that's probably not something that you should do like I'd ever get that, you know, where people would do that. Like, have you besides our high school experience, brother? <laughs> have you ever been to a party? <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say, have I ever worn black face? No, no. I've never <laughs> said it. <laughs> we'll beat it out of you too, nigga. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> what? It was fine last year. <laughs> Uh, on the grounds, on the grounds of uh, I might get my ass kicked. I'm not going to ask that question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, 
I always so. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd like to. I'd like to rationalize it that since it was sort of a mutual thing, and I think yeah, uh, I, it I probably wasn't have... our best. It probably wasn't our best moment. I'll, just, yeah. I'll leave it at that. We we but, all got one. So yeah. But <laughs> but you've also probably been in situations too, and then you whether you said something to me or not, or out of not saying anything, or just it wasn't an, an issue, or I didn't talk to you. Like you might have been in situations where people came to parties in blackface, and like I know I haven't. I haven't. I've met, you know, besides that, I know I haven't because you would have heard this story, whether it be on this podcast or something. Yeah. Because I probably no, I don't, I don't think I ever have, or I okay. just like blacked it out. Okay. No pun, no pun intended. intended. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm always kind of curious about that. I was like, I I'm like who? But like, when you you came to somebody's party like that, and you're probably in an all white space, and like you, nobody was like, you, no, you can't do that. Like, no. Don't do that. So, yeah, so yeah. this is yeah, this is our just little discussion. You listen to this podcast, you white fella. Um, blackface is not cool, like at all. Like at no yeah, point in time, <laughs> we, yeah, just don't do it. You really are. If you come across the wrong street, and I'm not talking Twitter streets, if you cross the wrong street with that shit on, you are going to get beaten up first, and then questions of why you shouldn't have did it will be much later. So much later, and, and white face just really isn't a good look. I mean, it's, right. it's not. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and when that's the thing too, you know, if we were digging deeper into that, it doesn't. A white face also doesn't carry the significance or yeah. the historical significance either. You know, right. people right. will try to be like, oh, well, what about somebody that did this? You know, Eddie Murphy did a skit on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it was making a satire of how people are treated differently when their skin is a different color. Like, exactly. this is different. And there's no historical, you know, basis for that. You know, uh, there's no Al Jolson or no e- equally equivalent version of that for black folks. So, uh, anyway, all right. Okay, so that's it. That is podcast, or, well, that covers the Thursday night comic book chat. We always dip into something else a little bit at the end here. As we start to move forward, as I was looking at the following episode, or issues, um, like 158, we're still brewing it up here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it goes on for a kinda, little while, yeah. It does, I, and I think I was, well, I was thinking about, you know, kind of skipping a little bit to kind of once they do all their impregnating, you know, and why everybody has to fight them off, um, you know. Oh, no, yeah. no, we get a rogue. No, that's right, rogue is next. And they, they set this up, too, about where she's going to be on the team in less than a year. Or about a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, those are some of my favorite issues. And we're about to get to the Paul Smith era too and the artist. Yeah, yeah I was just about to, awesome. I was just about to say that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah. His run is awesome. oh it's so unbelievable. Um so okay, cool. All right, so we'll figure out what issues we're gonna go to next. And um that'll be about that. All right. So um, let's see. So what do we got coming up? We got uh Florida Tampa Megacon. Uh we got press passes for that. I think Sandman's gonna roll over there. Uh with Yep, the- I'm gonna be there. I'll be there on Saturday. Yeah. All right, so Sandman's gonna roll. We got the uh I think Big Hutch sent y'all out. We could do a you know, all in the house like Hutch I mean not that I don't enjoy y'all have being on the podcast, but Hutch enjoys having y'all on the podcast uh because he has to talk less. Um, so, 
he's fooling job. nobody. <laughs> yeah, he's fooling nobody that he we calling you out, right? man. Yeah. Yeah, he he's he yeah, anytime he don't have to talk, he would love to be on to do that. Uh so we <laughs> might we might pull you in for the Halloween podcast there. Uh kind of figure that out. Um I I I think I asked this y'all are, are you, Hutch is a huge Halloween person. I I could care less about it. Brother Beavis, are you a Halloween person? I'm indifferent. Yeah, okay. Sandman? I do like seeing the costumes and stuff. Um, I'm more, probably than anything, I just like it because it's actually starting to get cool outside and it ain't 100 damn degrees because uh, I'm just in Florida. That's probably yeah. what I really like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, but we do have uh, once, a couple of our favorite podcasts is the Halloween podcast that we did last year. Um, so, we got some Halloween tales uh, that are, you know, tales from the Holly, Halloween hood that are uh, pretty uh, <laughs> remarkable in, in the fact that we survived them. Uh, so we might bring, we might pull that out of the mothballs and uh, kind of pull y'all in on that. So Florida Megacon, uh, we did our interview with Mosaic writer Jeffrey Thorne. Uh, he gave me about 90 minutes, uh, and I'm still mm-hmm. in the process of trying to chop it up into pieces where I can. Uh, uh, like kind of put it together because um, it was so much um, and we talked about a lot about a lot of different topics uh, with Mosaic being a part of it um, and if you guys haven't gone out and read that yet it, it it's a it's a good take and a good interesting jump on point for if you're looking for a new character to jump onto even though I'm not crazy about the inhuman part of it um, it's right. a good jump on point um, yeah I'm, again I'm not crazy about the inhuman part and I mentioned that to him as well and I wasn't crazy about it but you know, <laughs> his his thought his thing was Marvel was making a dictation that yeah we're gonna have a new character and he needs to be an Inhuman so this yeah, was that yeah, was a non negotiable that was a non yeah that was that was the parameters yeah he had to work within yeah, the parameters so. complete non negotiable um so yeah, yeah but yeah so there was that and then I and I meant to say something to y'all earlier um, Death of X two came out this week as well um, I'm going oh, it's already to buy out? it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to buy it just for the sake of, like, it's uh, – I just want to finish it to say that I did. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about this X-Men Resurrection thing as much as I'm trying to suppress any freaking strong feelings I have for it. But X-Men <laughs> Blue and Gold got me completely hyped, and I'm so angry with myself. So um, <laughs> I'm going to need to figure out how we're going to get to X-Men Blue and Gold which means I'm going to have to wind up in Death of X and in X-Men versus Inhumans, and I'm so upset about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's fine. I uh, I don't know if I want to continue talking about it on this podcast, but thanks for taking that hit for us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm taking take one, one for the team. team. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking one for the team on that one. Y'all can take those X-Men versus Inhuman books. Y'all can see Black Boat fight Cyclops because I ain't fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to be about a two-second fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I ain't messing with it at all. Trust me. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So, cool. So, yeah. All right. So, we'll wrap up the Thursday chat. Uh, we'll be back next week at some point. Check the website at brotherscomics.com, B-R-O-T-H-A-S, comics.com, uh, for pictures and sounds and interviews from Florida, Tampa, Megacon, uh, remember, you can follow us at Twitter on at Brothers Comics. You can get Sandman on Twitter at Sandman415. You can get to Brother Beavis at Brothers 
dot Hutchinson on Facebook at Brothers Hutchinson. Uh, you can find the the podcast now on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We are on Stitcher now, so if you have the Stitcher app, you can search Brothers Comics and find the podcast there. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, and share. That's basically what we'd like for you to do. Especially subscribe and share. So that's it. All right. So I am your host, the producer. I am signing off from the chat this evening. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign us off. I'll catch you next time. All right. And Sandman, go ahead and sign us off. All right, you movies. We'll see you next time. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.